0: temple university is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the u.s through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty temple students are prepared to soar in their careers schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit
1: you're listening to the law of attraction radio network
0: we have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge, merged together to benefit all of humanity.
1: Greetings and welcome. I am Parisha, your host on Windows in Your Mind. This show is brought to you by Law of Attraction Radio Network, the voices of consciousness and spiritual evolution, the work and genius of our producer, Jules. Windows in Your Mind is a never-ending journey into the unfolding of the unknown and the frontiers of consciousness and discovery. We discuss the magnificence of who we are, a humanity of divine origins and the embodiment of the I Am. We are in the evolution of understanding ourselves as players of the universal flow of change and come to the realization we are not in the universe. The universe is in us. There is a galactic gathering and we need know what's being communicated. We discuss the expansive range of quantum and the realization of coherence in our place in the cosmos We discuss the validation of psychic perception and esoteric wisdom of ancient beginnings as time before time and ancient futures. We exist in the field of intention and abundance, a field of infinite possibilities. You make a difference and you matter in this world. By the command of Great Spirit, you are chosen to be. Your fingerprint says you are the original and only one of you. You are the chosen and you are the one you have been waiting for. It is our time and we are the star seeds. It is wonderful to have you take this time to join us today. And it says to me that you have come determined to achieve greater levels in life and have chosen to claim your power and resolve those challenges. Our program today is for all of you who have come to the realization of needing to go further than you have ever gone before. Together, we burst down the walls of pathways of habitual thinking and are fully charged and ready to step into our natural birthright of joy and abundance. So let's begin. We are a circle of wisdom keepers, and our gate is the South, and our keeper is the Wolf Wea. Welcome, beloved. It is good to have you and to spend this time. Greetings. This is your host of Windows in Your Mind. This is Parisha, and we're going to spend an hour of journeying and thinking about a ton of stuff that's going on all over our earth. I also want to give great appreciation for the circle of wonderful people who make up what we are talking on at this moment, which is Law of Attraction Network Radio. I think there are a number of wonderful people who host all day long so that you can have access to encouraging and wonderful and informative, up-to-date information. So make sure you stay tuned to Law of Attraction Network. Okay, let's move into some of the matters that have been at hand. First of all, I've been traveling up and down and all around and in and out of the universe, Okay, let alone landmass. So basically, a lot of things are happening and things are changing, and I think it's all exciting. I hear a lot of things that we could be tapping on and consider doom and gloom, but then evolution is evolution. And what does it mean? It means constant change. And change, not something so much that we say needs to be changed. It's a much, much, much bigger picture, beloved. It's a much bigger universe. So we need not be afraid of what's coming and what's inevitable, which is what? Change. Okay. So some of the people have been actually calling and, and bombarding uh, all of the particular media that I work from with questions on what kind of things are going on with the changing of the climates, the weather, uh, just, you know, the political stuff that's going on, all this world Well... Why don't you just let go of that for a while? All of it's there. We're not denying anything. We're not trying to bury our head in the sands. We're not, you know, particularly la-la crazy or whatever many of the people reference us as. We're very practical. We're down to earth. And yes, we know these things are going on. And we also know that there's the only thing that any one of us can do is take care of what we need to do in mind, body, and spirit. So let's go back to what you can be doing, all right? In the midst of all these changes and obviously the evolutionary track of the planet herself, we need to pay attention to the fact that you and I are part of it and that we're going to be affected no matter what we do or how much we try to deny it. We're going to be in the midst of it, okay? And in the midst of it, we have to determine that we're in an okay place, that we have nothing to be afraid of, and that all things will unfold accordingly to all greater possibilities. Now, after all of those utterances and yama yama yama, let's just do some straight talk. Okay, basically, however anything unfolds, and we've got so many beautiful sciences that help us, let alone the thousands and thousands of people out there talking about it and sharing particular stories and ways of how you can actually find solutions for your life, okay? So basically then, the world is going to evolve to whatever you believe and however you want it to. So how you think and what you feel are the particular things that you want to focus on that will make the difference no matter what else is going on. Okay, your beliefs are based on experiences or influences, something that has actually influenced you through some personal touch or just your your emotional reaction to something somebody else shared with you. That's why I, I caution you very carefully. Do not gossip. If you have no factual information, then say that. And don't waste your time repeating something just because somebody else said it. Anytime I see something and if I have a particular uh, reaction to it, you know, it has an impact of some sort, I go to research. I immediately hit the internet. I hit all kinds of records and all kinds of resources that I've set up. Okay, be they political, be they medical, be any subject and category. So I go find my own information. So I have a much more rounded picture of what's going on than just to take what somebody said. So I encourage you to get out there and pay attention to what's available in the world today for you to determine your role and purpose in it. You know, beloved, it's not the easiest thing in the world for you to consider that you have great purpose, that you're not just some cosmic drop-in and you're not going to be some cosmic miscarriage. You have purpose. Okay, we have found that the sciences teach us that That which manifests itself has to come from a very straight and focused and prepared intent, right? We we are intentionally created. We are born and, and manifest ourselves in the field of intention. So when we begin to understand what those sciences teach us, there's no way you can totally dismiss yourself and there's no way that it's intelligent at all for you to determine that there is nothing other than the dullness of living through a period of time and then the end of it okay the everlastingness of what we are is our spirit our soul whatever your many names for it is mine is spirit spirit to me means energy and everything is energy and energy in itself continues and goes through its various folding of space time and whatever else, so you know there's so much evidence anymore, and so much influence coming from the film industry on the fact that life continues way after what we way after what we call death or dropping the body okay, so we're in a world of where we're living in nuclear threat we you know we constantly hear the probability of meteor strikes we you know we know that our earth is depleting certain energies and resources we know the sun is going through a tremendously high active period and then of course as the forum that i sat in this week you have the scientists all in the world telling us that we're going to have to vacate this this planet and find another planet to live on as humanity in a hundred years or less. Okay, when you hear all of that, it's like, you know, I get get a rush of all these people that are saying, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Well, I, I don't care if that's the particular reality that scares you into reality or not, but the reality is you live one breath at a time, one heartbeat at a time, and one day at a time. And if you're living it fully, Okay, inevitably because you are in time, you're going to run out of time. So life is birth, that's how you see it, and life is whatever you're doing in between birth and death, right? But but the truth being, listen, I know I talk about this a lot, and I've had some people say that I get onto some morbid stuff with this. No, I get onto practical stuff with this. Every breath we take every day that we live okay we've used up the time that we have we're 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 actually resolving the number of days and time that we have okay you can say that you spend money no you know you can spend what you have in your hand and pocket right now and you'll go find some more resource you'll get some more money but the way you spend your time is gone once you spend it it isn't there anymore so the very best commodity the strongest value of anything that's physical in your life is your time and what you're doing with it how are you living each one of those breaths you know how and, and you and people I've, I definitely teach this a lot people say okay I, I feel I'm living a good as a good person and then my question is, okay, but then why are you asking for so much? And then, the, the, you know, it goes on. And goes, what do you mean, why am I asking so much? Well, why are you here trying to learn about health, wealth, and happiness? Because, see, if you think your life is all right and you think everything's going great, I, you know, I don't want to put a hole in your balloon here, but you're still searching, reaching, and trying to find something okay, the very and, and there's nothing, please, please hear me. There is nothing wrong with continuing to reach and learn and expand, okay, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that 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 smell, that feeling, that texture of desperateness that is in people when they feel they don't have, and that you know they need to learn how to have or how to get it or whatever. The point is we have everything we need and the moment you change the way you think and see it the sooner it materializes and become part of the physical experience you have of life. This is not some kind of spirituality. This is not some kind of far out far-fetched science fiction thought or anything. Beloveds, this is researched information now. I know for how many years I've been teaching and working You know, in the beginning, all you could stand on as far as teachings, you know, any of the thoughts of everlastingness or that we in ourselves actually are living whatever it is we believe. Okay, I was so happy to have quantum physics even 55 years ago. I was teaching quantum physics 55 years ago. Quantum physics has been out over 100 years why wasn't it in the schools? Why hasn't it been more dominant in everything in our in our world? It has answers. It gives means and ways and solutions to things, you know? And and yet who heard of it before over the last maybe ten years? Okay, well I used it to prove the particular wisdom teachings of my people, native people called Cherokee. So basically, what I took up to do was just simply to help a person explain in an educated manner some of the mystical parts of the world or what people would consider mystical or high spiritual mysteries. And all I did was use science and and what many wonderful published authors and credible people had actually said in the same way in a different text maybe, but saying the same thing. So for me, it was a matter of just getting into what come natural and wanting everyone to share in the peace, you know, and and learning along the line myself, that if you want to have the greatest impact, then you must live it. It must be what you are. And therefore, it comes across to others as very genuine and, and very definite wisdom, not just lip service, Okay. So we're living in the world that's challenging that, you know, our earth today is challenging that in my time and your time. I do a lot of research, okay? So I do research of, you know, right now I'm in, according to my calendars, my 80th cycle. Uh, I'm 76, so I am on the closer side of getting to 80 than I would be to 70, Right? And so when I look at that and I realize how many years I've been around in the world, okay? And then I go further back and look. You know, in the 1940s, there was the World Wars, okay? You go further back, there was this, there was that. man has always faced some evolutionary terror in their particular timeline. And in it, everybody makes the worst out of it. And here we are, 2017, okay, through all of those particulars, now we've come to looking at ourselves in a much bigger picture and realizing, okay, now there are all these other new things that we need to be concerned about and looking at. Well, I agree there are lots of new things out there to be looking at, but why do you have to look at the dreadful? You know, if here's, you know, very recently, especially after the forum that we had where all of this was being discussed and it was wonderful to hear Stephen Hawkins report of what all he sees as being the necessity for us to find another planet to migrate to. And, and looking at all that and thinking about that, I realized at my age, okay, how I have lived these years is that any of that could have happened at any moment. And will it happen in the future the probabilities are the same so how i am living right now what i am doing in the present is what matters and in in every present moment that i have made my awareness of whatever is in that moment with me it constantly changes there's no there's no solid constant hard ground to stand on as far as life. It's always changing. And the ebb and tide of those rhythms of life says that sometimes they're high energy and joyful and laughter, and there's other times that it's calm or it's serious or it's intense. And that's just the way it rolls. And and in any moment I'm gonna look for something beautiful. I, I'm gonna surround myself with beautiful things. I'm gonna enjoy beautiful beautiful fragrances. If it's not incense and in that, it could be a, an oil. It can be something that stimulates the very senses of the pituitary and the pineal because that's what the senses of smell do. So I have pretty things. If it's not flowers, it's like oils or something. I have objects that are, that are just enjoyable to me. You know, um, my grandchildren give me little stuffed animals here and there, and I realize I have quite a collection, you know, here here I am, an elderly woman, and I probably have as many stuffed animals as most children do, and I'm not about to give them up, you know, they've become my friends, each one of them have represented some special time that was special between me and extremely special people, and, uh, you know, they've sort of become my gang, you know, my, my little group, and uh Sometimes just, you know, on one of those quiet days when you're just full of thinking about, you know, life and all all its wonders and all of its challenges as well as all of its blessings. Sometimes I just throw those animals in the bed and let them fall all around me, you know. It's just a matter of the comfort of who they represent to me. So, yes, there could be a meteorite that hit the earth, Yes. There could be a nuclear war, yes. There could be some kind of something, as time has always revealed, can and does happen. But the moment is, you know, and in talking to Holocaust victims and people who've lived through the war and the Depression and everything, and listening to the stories, you know what it all boils down to? They live it one day at a time. They were happy and grasped on to every favorable breath they could have. And that's going to be the key to anything we're doing. The transformational track, you know, like a bunch of wonderful people I've been doing life coaching with says, Well, look, if it's going to hell and moving that fast, why even bother with any of this? Just, you know, and I said, That be the fact that you should be living anyway. If what you're going for, you're going to make it so hard and it's going to be such a treacherous journey and such a challenge that you just don't feel you can make it and you're overwhelmed. Okay, I believe that right straight up. Why bother? Just get out of it. You know, at any given point, we still have to grow up and mature and understand this is a choice we have to make. And is it anything else in life that's important to how we go forth in life? You choose the direction of that. So I wouldn't be focusing on the next hundred years or the whatever that you feel that we don't have answers for right now. What answer do you have? And how can you right now make the most of where you're at? What about your loved ones? What about somebody you could call? What about some little trinket that you can't afford that you would give to somebody just because you want to feel generous? You know, there's just ample, ample cornucopia of things that we can share that just shows we care, and that right now, in this moment, is what we have. And in doing that, we have an effect. See, the the greater thing is the worrying won't do anything but create more dreadful situations. And I'm not talking about some Pollyanna reality, okay? Dealing, you know, I, I hear all of this, and I'm using some terms... That I hope doesn't offend any of you, but these are things people will say to me, you know, you just always have this Pollyanna perspective on things. You always expect the best, blah, 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 and it's like, no, I make the best. I don't expect it. I do it. I make things change. If, if I'm hearing something and I realize this is starting to have some emotional drag on me, I'm going to turn the music up and I'm going to get up and dance or I'm going to start singing. I mean, I've got to wear, here at 76, I don't have any of those peculiar needs to be pol- politically correct or polite or whatever. I say what I want to say, and if I want to sing, I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to sing. You know, if I want to dance, I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to dance. Sometimes friends and I go to restaurants and stuff, and after we've eaten and everything, we'll just start singing. And everybody in the restaurant, you know, either looks at us like we're strange, or they, they chime in. Here's my point. I'm not looking to see which one does what. I don't really care if you want to join. That's great. If you want to sit there and look at us like we're nuts, that's okay too. The point is this moment is ours. And right now I'm with people I love. And there's this support song. And, you know, we're, we're enjoying the incredible meal we just had. And it's, it's all these things. It's my terms. It's the terminology I give them that makes them what they are. Not somebody looking at me and thinking I'm strange because I'm singing after dinner. Okay, sometimes when my husband and I will be going, you know, like from one building to the other as we're going to the car, we just kind of put our arms around each other and we do, you know, a little two-step here and there and some kind of little la-la-la, you know, and go. But it's a matter of being affectionate in the moment that you want that, you know not not to be afraid to just let it out because it's not supposed to be done that way or it's not polite or oh that's just not publicly acceptable hang that it's a matter of you doing right now something that just makes you feel alive and charged i get charged in looking at wonderful things so you know, basically, if I feel I've been impacted at all by something that's going on, and you have to realize the work that I do in the world that I live in. I'm in, you know, human rights indefinitely into uh, human trafficking and, and a lot of the real serious situations one might think of life. But how serious I take them is in the present moment I will do anything and everything I can to share the fact that in that moment... I'm extremely grateful and I truly trust in the generosity of the all that is in the all things. I make my thoughts what I want my time and my day to be. It's not easy. I'm not, I don't, I want, don't, I'm not trying to sell you an easy package here. I'm just saying in that moment, I take charge, okay, you're what you know it's, it, and, and people around me laugh because they hear me talking to myself. it's okay, Persia, now where is that coming from? You know, you have everything in the world to be grateful for. You're alive, you have loved ones, you have a home. You know, you got everything in the world to be grateful for, so you're not going there. And then I, I just talk myself right out of that and put myself someplace else. And I find that music can do that for me. Dance can do that for me. Uh, my life has been in high ceremony. I mean, ceremony is daily for me. And dancing and chanting and all that's part of that. So it it just comes natural. Sometimes when I'm with people that have not hung out with me a lot yet and I start singing and encourage them to sing with me and we're out publicly or someplace, I see how embarrassed and self-conscious they are. And it's like, just look at me. Don't look at them. Look at me. Sing to me. Laugh with me. Talk with me. Don't look around and try to find reasons to suppress yourself. Let it out. You know, it's like I've often explored the word jubilation. What does that mean, jubilation? It means letting it all out. It's like rejoicing and, and allowing it to be visible and allow it to be heard. Jubilation. So basically, in all that's coming at us, and listen, we are in a transformational time. And yes, there is all kinds of stuff out there going on. If I can bring calm to me, if I can control my reaction to that, if I can take control right now of how I let it have its effects on me, I totally. Trust and know that it will make a difference in the world and all of these things. And you matter. You make a difference. You're important. In anything that you do, there will be an effect on everything else, far-reaching effect. And in these moments, these very quickly drifted and used up moments that we call a life. Beloveds, how can you possibly think that's all there is? And, and science, it's like all of the exploring and everything I've done and been blessed with having scientific friends and people who have allowed me to see the tests and come into the laboratories. The spirit is visible. We can, we can capture it with Technology. So if we stop worrying about the fact that sooner or later, under some circumstances, be it just the expanding and extent of life being over, or if it's through this or if it's through that or whatever, is right now you're in the body. And right now you want to give great appreciation for the body. You want to take care of it. You want to show yourself how you can adorn the altar. See, in Cherokee and in our language, there is no word for body. There's only a word for an altar. And this human body that we have is where a creator expresses itself from. So, this being an altar, just as I would any sacred thing, and especially an altar, I'm going to attend it with great respect and great dedication and devotion. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to use all that I know to make sure that it's treated in the best of ways. I'm going to prepare it and bring it before the very sacred element and presence of what I believe is there and present at all times. So it can't be that I only dress up for public. It can't be that I am only happy or whatever for the public or for somebody to see. Oh, no, no, no much more important is how is it when it's just me and that presence you know because that's what we want to be in touch with we're always plugged in we're always connected that inner connection is real we can measure it we can actually show it through technology so you need to move on past this fear of what might happen or that the world's going to end, or that we're going to die, or the whatever. Inevitably, if we were born, we're going to die. It's the in-between. The beginning and the end has already taken place as soon as you're born. Right now, it's the in-between that you're working through. And in this in-between time, how you think and how you feel is going to make up what life means and is to you. And to constantly remind yourself the value of you. You know, the very fact that purpose is the only reason you're here. You, you, you came forth. When you start actually pondering in your mind, you know, how is it that a child is conceived and born? You know, when, when you look at the extent of the anatomy and physiology and chemistry of our bodies, how, how magnificent is that? I mean, you, you don't have to go out here and j- find something out there to look at. Just look at the what makes up you. And, and the extent, the extent of the, the wonder of what that is. The perfection of the body and all its parts working together in complete harmony to produce the experience of you as a wholeness, as a body. I mean, you know, uh, one of the things is a friend of mine wanted very much to go to a uh, massotherapy school and learn to be a therapist and do healing massage and everything. And she's very reluctant. So I figured, okay, well, I have, you know, I have no reason to not want to know all that. I'll go with her, you know. So I encouraged her to go by actually attending classes and stuff with her. And... I love the anatomy and physiology, and and all the students were having a real hard time with it. And we were sitting there just working with the bones one day, and this guy said to me, you know, look at you. You're all excited about it. You're all into that and everything. You know, this is hard. You know, how how could you be enjoying something like this? It's like, why not? I'm looking at a bone that's in my body. That when I look there, you know, I see the whole leg and, and here's the thing that's making up that leg. I want to know all about it. You know, I, I don't I don't want to just sit here and feel it and know that I can name it, you know. I want to look at it and actually play and daydream with that. Okay, this is a bone and a bone like this is right here. Makes up part of my body, makes makes up the ability for me to stand and walk and move and run. And so, you know, after he asked, I probably went on as I usually do, 10 or 15 minutes on it. You know what I mean, and I watched how everybody else when I stopped, everybody was just smiling and said, "Okay, well, let's do that." You know? Let's just kind of personalize it and bring it into our own experience. And everybody that worked in my particular little group when we studied did our study together. Everybody passed with flying colors. Because we begin to personalize it, we begin to make it part of what we understood of ourselves. Anything that you're learning that helps you understand you better is just going to just change your whole world. The the body itself and all of its parts. I've you know made sure of gone into the sciences of all the organs and all of the systems and everything else. And all of that equates to quantum physics and the sciences of physics. I mean, look at this body that you have. Look how it functions. You don't tell your heart to beat. You don't tell yourself to breathe. You know, get into the awesomeness of what that is and then begin to realize that when you begin to have all these concerns about all these other things that could happen, hey, pay attention to what is happening. And the is happening is you. You're breathing, your heart's beating. You're thinking. You can look out from a space that you hold in a sacred vacuum and, and this this unit that you are, this human aura that you have become and how it it touches other things and how just with your eyes and your mind you can touch other things I love working with the blind people and the deaf people and uh, there I have this way that when I touch them or hold their hands and everything I can go into I can fold mind is what I'm going to call it I fold mind with them because I can now experience from where they're experiencing and I get so excited about that Do you understand how much more articulate you are of things when some of the real, convenient, obvious things that we have, like hearing and sight, is taken away? Even at the fact that once our hearing is taken away, then our speech, we have speech impediment. So, you know, when you you look at you, and, and I've looked at that and in working with, people of these particular special situations. I'm aware of the gift that that is to them, not the handicap or what, you know, and I don't say this without compassion, beloveds, but it's it's like everything in itself, to me, has purpose, and anyone in those particular special situations are within purpose, and I believe that it, they're needed in as much as they make up the whole of what we are then. So I pay attention to that, and I bring all of that to myself. Sometimes, and, and I have experience, like, you know, I'll be going along with something, and you know how that little selfish thing bites some of us, you know what I mean? Well, I'll be thinking about something, and I'll, I'll feel selfish about it, and then I catch myself in that, and I'm just like, okay, what's going on here, you know? And then I, I just take myself back in to close my eyes, leave that something that I don't want to be over there, out there, and go in. And then I go in and I talk to this inner being. I listen. You know, it's some people are saying they don't have these experiences, and I don't know how to explain it if you don't. But I listen to myself. You know, you have to ask yourself, what's listening and what's talking you know, who said that? Where did that come from? You know, how, why, why in this moment would you be thinking these particular things? And so I become extremely aware that there is an observing part of me, and then there's the communicating and the active part of me. And the observing part of me watches and listens and hears how the active part part of me is going. And it's like then there's this communion that takes place between those particulars that then helps me have this whole physical experience with what I'm thinking and what I want to do with that thinking. If it's not to feel selfish or wish I had what somebody else had or if it's, if it's a matter of I, I realize I want more of something than is necessary and would impair somebody else's getting a piece of something or a share of something or an involvement in something. I go ahead and talk to that. I don't damn myself for it, and I don't make myself bad for it. I go in and realize there is something there that's not as mature and as active in intelligence as I want it to be, and I begin to interact with it. But the interacting part of me is the observing part. And then I look at them thoughts and I hear them thoughts and I look at all these other things that are taking place at the moment and I realize how I want that to be. And then before I know it, there it is. Voila. It's all there. I do that out of respect for me. Out of respect that I have this body. I have this magnificent altar. I have this magnificent gift of sight. I have this wonderful voice that I can hear. All these things, all these things are marvelous things. And if I'm focusing on all of that happy, good stuff, then there's not a lot of space for the darkness, nor the despair. Oh, beloved people, we have nothing, nothing to be despairing. We have the capability of pulling our strength together in mind, body, and spirit, and having a world beyond description, peace, harmony. And and I talked to one particular scientist that said to me, when you say that you would like to have harmony, do you realize how boring that would be? And I just had to laugh and I said to him, I'm not talking about a mellowed out passivity to where you're just sitting and, you know, enhanced bliss. I, I realized that maybe somewhere in some part of the chapter uh, of life, you know, there's this plateau of bliss. But right now, the active world between earth and sky is where I'm at. And I want to enjoy that. I want to enjoy that in a way to where it allows an inclusion That's harmony for me. That, you know, there's such a a, a wonder and excitement that's in all the contrast and all the differences. And to me, to have that being a part of the whole is harmony. And so when he listened to that, he said, So you're saying like there's more things in the bread than just the loaf of bread. And I said, Actually, and then all of those active parts together make this something. Exactly, and that's harmony. And to say that this something, this thing is acceptable, is enjoyed, it's actually quite interesting. And that's how I'm, I want to make the best of what life is. Beloveds, none of us know how and if at all any of this will unfold. And so, when we're listening to research and we're listening to all these reports and everything, you know bringing it back to feeling helpless is not going to do anything at all, but make the situation more tremendous. okay, Just come back then to thinking, "Okay, well, I know what I can do with what whatever time I have. If in this moment, the greatest thing I can do is just simply talk to somebody I love or reach out to somebody that's here." And just make the most of it by meaning not in a a pathetic way, make the most of it. But just, I mean, in an emphasized, enthusiastic way. I love when we go out and about in our travels and everything with my husband, Tony. Tony meets no strangers. In fact, I think most of the time he probably scares the daylights out of people. Okay, because he's just so open and friendly and he, he talks to everybody like he knows them. You know, like, like he, he's always known them, you know, we'll, we'll stop to pump gas. I mean, you know, who starts conversations when you're pumping gas? You don't, you know, who all knows everybody when you're pumping gas, right? So we, we'll stop for gas and there'll be two or three people pumping gas, you know, and Tony speaks to everyone. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? You know, or, you know, Little cooler tonight, it's a good thing he got that jacket on you know he's he's always got something that is meaningful said, and it just flows out of him you know it's just it's been part of this forty seven years of marriage with him. It just flows out of him he He's personable with everybody, and sometimes I watch how people engage, you know they're glad to see somebody smiling and saying hello, and how other people feel weird out by it, you know. And he don't care he when he gets back in the car and I say to him that man was a little uneasy about you approaching him, you know, and uh, everything, Tony, oh, yeah, I didn't see that, okay, well, now he knows everything was well, nobody heard him, you know, it it's like, I've got to where don't say anything because he doesn't see that. He simply just wants to, the person to know, I see you. I know that you're right there." And that being right there is important to me. And, you know, I watch him do good things for people. You know, if somebody maybe didn't put their gas cap on right or, you know, they threw the towel on the ground while they did their windshield or something. He's he's just always reaching out like that. And I see how in some people's day that makes a difference. One gentleman followed him into the gas station, I guess it was either to pay or maybe just personally seek him out, and said to him, do you do that all the time? Do you do that with everybody? And Tony said, what do you mean? And I said, he's asking you if you say hello and greet everybody as enthusiastically as you just did. And Tony said, oh, I I don't know about that. I, I talked if I see a person, yeah, I acknowledge that they're there, you know. And uh, I don't know about enthusiasm, I just know it's good to see them, you know. It's good they're there. And the guy just looked at him and shook his head, and he goes, I bet I have pumped gas in my car for 34 years, and no one other than today has ever said to me, hey, how's it going? And he told Tony, and it couldn't have come at a better time. I'm trying to get over the loss of my wife to cancer and feeling very alone and feeling that nobody in the world actually is aware that I am aware that I'm alive, he said, "You just change that." And see, we we never know when those opportunities are there unless we're always just taking them. And we stayed there, you know, though we had a schedule, we stayed there for like about fifteen, twenty minutes with Tony just talking to the man, not about his grieving or any of that, they started talking about cars and, and a particular old car that they liked and everything and just watch Tony like just bring the man out of himself again, you know and uh, I, I just felt so good and like when we got back in the car and everything I'm watching this man I've been with all these years and realizing he doesn't see anything exceptional to that this is just natural you know, it's just Natural and he he's he's aware that the man is obviously walking you know a little bit faster and smiling a lot more and everything. I know he's aware of that, but in him it's just the thing you do it's just the right thing it's 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 it doesn't necessarily fall into politeness or socially accepted it's just a good thing to do to acknowledge a person's there. And sometimes, when after he's talked to somebody and I'm not present or you know, when he's talking, he'll get back in the car like it's supposed to be important to me and tell me about this person, you know. Yeah, there was this woman at the cash register, and she's having a hard time with this or that, and the cashier was a little bit, you know, irritated and everything. And you know, it's just a matter, like I told him, hey, hey too short to be all, all about this. What do you need? You need a few more nickels? Well, here, you know, and you will throw some money out and help somebody. And it's like, and, and I just watch him. And it's like I told him, so what am I supposed to do with that? He said, just know that as you always say, baby, all good things. And it's like, it's just this, it's this that you want to begin to see in yourself. The miracle of being in a body, having a body and experiencing life through a body. Just learn what makes it up. Learn how how the universe in itself is in the body. Knowing that every moment that you possibly can, either by smiling, I don't do so much talking like Tony does. I smile and look straight at a person. You know, uh, If I have opportunity, you know, I will engage. I'm not saying I don't engage in conversations. I talk to people a lot. But I mean, each one of us have our own particular way that we need to reach beyond our own barrier. And that's the key to whatever's coming and whatever's going to happen and whatever evolution is unfolding. It's a part of us. It's a part of you and me. It's where we're at and it's happening because we're here at the right time in the right place and all we have to do is just flow with it and be as close to being of whatever we value as we possibly can individually be who you are like i said to to understand that you matter you hear what i'm saying that you matter you know it's it's how do you How do you want to make things different? How do you want to feel more secure? Well, all I can tell you is if you've made the most of this moment, that's the best you got. And it will suffice everything that you need. So just being you, the uniqueness of you, the one of a kind that you are, and the collective, of what rests there in the genetic tree of the body that you sit in. Many worlds, many times. Eons. These are things that we can occupy our time with as we're looking through all of the evolutionary tracks of change that's going on. Being able to just appreciate a leaf, a plant, a handful of sand, a handful of snow, Standing for a moment and allowing the rain to touch you. Be present. Be a part of it. Be awakened. To life is all good things. All right. I appreciate this time that you and I have had. And I'm looking forward to having more time with you now that I'm not on the road so much. So I want you to definitely make the most of what you're doing and just reach out to each other. Just take that look and get to know that I care. I see you. Until next time, this is Parisher, your host, and this is Windows in Your Mind. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve. And it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time. So I say to you, Leha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com, C-O-M, slash forward, and it's V-E-N, period, P-A, period, R-I-S, period, H-A. And make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff, and I look so forward to that. So until then... No, we are blessed. See you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishes-world.com. P a worldcom parishas worldcom